0: News Weekly. i think that podcast with on word balloon with tom king was really good uh it was it was really interesting because i the one thing i feel like a lot of people especially with un like writers that maybe you don't like i feel like people should really listen to podcasts because you get to learn more about them and you understand their writing process uh the one cool thing about king he was talking about how he has a schedule like, he, he gets out a book a week, and I kind of want to see if I can force myself to be on this kind of schedule, too, because he apparently lets himself think over the weekend. So, I guess, like, Saturday, Sunday, is that's the idea gets to brew. He writes Monday. He I think he said by Wednesday he has to have at least 14 pages done. So, between Fuck. Monday and Wednesday are 14 pages, but he tries to do a majority. I think he said on Monday or Tuesday because he wants, I think Wednesday to be like, if he needs to be with his family, he can spend more time with his family. That's three and, to four pages a day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've read, I've wrote a few pages in a day before, so I don't but think it's let's, that hard. I mean, even, even today, cause he
1: is, he was on word balloon today with yeah. both doc and Mitch. Yeah. And he even made fun of himself again saying, oh, whenever I hand my scripts off to these guys, they're just blank blank pages. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't write that much when it comes to his pages. So I can see how it can be both tedious because you still have to like rework like how it flows and everything. Yeah, for sure. But I could definitely see him pushing anywhere from three to five pages a day.
0: Yeah, so he says that he has to have 14 pages done by, I think, Wednesday or Tuesday. I don't know. I, I, I was doing something when I was listening to it as well. And then... I think he said by, th- it the, the issue's done by Thursday. He says if it's not done by like 6 o'clock, he's staying up until midnight. If it's not done by midnight, he's staying up till 3 in the morning. And he <sighs> says it has to be done on Thursday. And he does edits on Friday and sends it in. So, like, it's pretty crazy to stay on Juice.
1: that tedious thing. I'm. I'm just gonna say this now. We've never talked about collaborating, but if you ever asked me to put me on that kind of schedule, hell no. Especially with no. the podcasting that we do, <laughs> hell no.
0: Hell well, the no. thing is, if we ever collaborated on a comic, you would quit eventually because I'd be <laughs> like, dude, what the hell? Because no, the thing is, like, I'm so critical. Oh like, man. My co-writer that I'm. I'm doing something with. He had a whole issue that was like pretty much written. I was like, dude, this doesn't work. This this doesn't. Oh, work you told well me about trying, that. You yeah. told me about that. And he was just like defeated, and like. But granted, I will say he's not a comic book reader. He's a very. I think his mind and his just like creative is really good, but he doesn't read comics, so he doesn't understand the structure, and he doesn't understand like how fast you have to make things happen sometimes. I
1: I will say this. I work best off of other people's hype. Like yeah. if if you like that whole thing. Like, oh, it doesn't work. Then yeah. I would have to ask like, okay, why? And if, yeah. as long as you're like talking about it and like getting into the groove i'm like
0: okay i can do this you know to here yeah, here, that's, here. A, yeah that's that's how, that's I, how I that's how i work yeah and so it just, just really depends like because my thing is dude like when it comes to uh you if we work together and you do it here so it's totally fine but writing something's very different it's also like ideas clash i'm like i don't like that character you're like well, well i love this so character. like you know so, that would be rough so that
1: brings me to the thing that i wanted to bring up here uh-huh. um on word balloon especially now during the quarantine sorry Um, you know, he's doing it on YouTube. John's doing it on YouTube and he has people asking questions and somebody asked the question, Hey, uh, Tom, would you ever collaborate with Brian Michael Bendis? Mm -hmm. And he said, I love Brian Michael Bendis. He was somebody that I grew up with when I finally started to get into comics, Mm -hmm. but I could not collaborate with him yeah and i was like huh like what does that mean (laughs) what does that mean you about to throw some shade here Uh and he says i he he said that he doesn't work well with others because of that reason because oh well what if i really like a character and he doesn't i'm gonna have to argue with brian michael bendis kind of making it a joke yeah but then mitch was like but what about tim seeley yeah and he's like oh well me and tim just like we just work so well together yeah and it then somebody brought up the question of how he's co-writing with Ava mm-hmm. and in my head, I'm just like he just really doesn't work want to work with Brian Michael Bendis. Well,
0: yeah, and that's the thing though because that's how kind of how I am like my friend you know that my co-writer is very he's willing to learn because the, the original idea and I know we're we're gonna get it in the comics we're gonna talk about Batman ladies and gentlemen but it's his comic talk and I think it's just a good conversation but uh I was originally gonna buy my friend's portion of of the comic book well it wasn't even to be a comic book it was like we we had a script we wrote when we were like right out of high school we really loved the concept i was like dude this would be a great comic book and he was like yeah that'd be cool and we didn't t- talk about it for like two years and i was getting really into writing i was like dude i want another property on top of what i'm currently writing just yeah. so i can kind of start writing something else to when i get in a, like a roadblock and uh, i told him one day and he was like well man you know i'm really I would really love to help you try to write it and I was like all right man I was like just as long as you're gonna put in the work and you know when it comes time to producing this you're gonna pay half and shit you know I was like because I'm down to do that kind of stuff on my own he's like nah, that's cool so it's been a cool uh, working experience because I will say co-writing does help like because I'm writing a short film right now with another friend of mine and I feel like I'm doing a lot of the creative stuff but my friend is the like researcher and like all this other stuff like the the like very like our locations are this and that are going out to like meet people who's gonna do audio and stuff like that that i hate doing that shit i don't know yeah like i'm like you know what like let's find somebody good and i'll look at their work blah blah creatively is where i shine i feel like so i like when there's a nice balance um because like my other friend's very detailed so he's like oh what if we do this and i'm like you know that's not a bad idea i was like let's do that so yeah as long as there's like cooperation but i feel like i feel like king bendis snyder those are all alpha dogs you know mm. no they don't want to work together Seely yeah. seems like he's just a laid-back dude and king talked about how they wrote it was i'm gonna write this issue you're gonna write that issue yeah I'm that's, gonna write this he, issue.
1: he said that again on this yeah on this uh podcast that they were doing tonight
0: and but it just kind of made me chuckle. I'm just like, he doesn't want to work with Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, he in in Word Balloon, he he, I think he said like, "Fuck you, Brian Michael Bendis," because Bendis is doing like a Legion of Superheroes book right now, and he's taking all the Tom's artists. And yeah, he's like, so he's like, they're supposed to be working on my shit. Yeah, it's it's the like for me.
1: I don't see how it's gonna work. There is gonna be over five artists
0: on one issue. Yeah, that's weird. But then again, you know. 50 had like 50 artists so
1: well yeah so the the whole point of that though is 50 was an anniversary issue you had extra pages yeah here we we haven't even gotten to an anniversary page yet or an anniversary issue yet mm-hmm. and it's more so to just be like hey look at me i'm zany i'm doing something different yeah, yeah. and
0: it is kind of annoying
1: You know, it's just something that he tries to draw more attention to himself when things aren't working out. I
0: feel like if you were in a room with Bendis and he breathed, you'd find it annoying. So probably. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, man. Oh, so uh, another thing on that word balloon podcast is. Oh, yes. That's the what I texted you because we talk about continuity and canon on here all the time. So I wanted to just throw this out there to our listeners. That Tom King said something very interesting that I kind of agree with because I think it sounded pretty cool was somebody asked him what like how do writers make things canon and if i'm not mistaken he said writers don't make things canon the readers do because what's good like what's good stays or sticks yeah something along those lines and i thought that was really cool because um you know we've had a lot of instances where things were supposed to be one shots that were so good that they were brought into you know current continuity like you know, the killing joke is the most famous one for doing that. It wasn't supposed to be one. And, yeah. uh, you know, now Barbara Gordon has officially been shot by the Joker in her current continuity, current canon, all that jazz. Um, I will say, for we had this discussion in the last uh, episode. King did clarify on this podcast uh, with, uh, on Word Balloon that his stuff is continuity the same way Long Halloween is continuity, the same way that freaking killing joke is continuity. He, it doesn't fit into the main Batman book, but it happens. You know what I mean? That's kind of what he's going off of. Yeah. Um, and I think Jeff Johns is kind of writing that same way. But, you know, it'll see if that's going to be, you know, what's going to happen there. Uh, so I don't know. If anybody has not listened to Word Balloon, it's a very solid podcast in my opinion. Uh, especially if you like when people go off on tangents because they do a lot of tangents on that show. But it's a lot of cool tangents in my opinion. Yeah, John John stuff.
1: has been doing the podcast thing for like gosh 15 years 16 yeah. years now um doing it for a very long time highly respected podcaster
0: yeah
1: um he he has the big guys he has all the big guys on his podcast um he has retired guys go on there talk about stuff when they yeah. finally want to come back and you know write that one story they've always wanted to write or whatever yeah
0: the um, Ed Rubaker episode's really good. Yeah, so good. Uh, so good. Yeah. If you want to learn a lot about writing, uh Hollywood and and, comic and just book. the industry, yeah. Yeah. Um speaking of the industry though, uh a lot of people getting called out. And you know, we talked about we hinted at this, right? Or we talked about it for a little We, bit on the
1: we talked about it briefly. Um we talked about how I forgot the, the guy's name already, but the uh Batgirl writer. Yeah. Um Artist uh
0: sorry I don't think he's he a writer. Yeah, yeah sorry artist yeah. um there has since been more individuals warren ellis got called out um yep. the ceo of dark horse i think got called out yep um and by what we when we say called out we say like sexual assaults or like predatory nature of using their yeah. power harassment over things, yeah like that. stuff like that um, um so much know. to
1: the point where like there has been um and i i, I love these two they're hilarious they're great people uh, uh, Julie and Shauna Benson, uh, mm-hmm. really cool. Writers, oh, the Benson both. sisters. They're yeah. on
0: that podcast tonight, aren't they? Uh, or, no, 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 no. no, no.
1: The, They've done podcasts with Tom King yeah. before, though. Yeah. Um, they have even said that if anybody needs, you know, if because I think it was Julie that said it. She said, "If you feel uncomfortable going to say hi to one of your favorite, you know, creators because mm-hmm. you know they make you feel uncomfortable or something about them." Let me go with you and I'll make sure they don't say anything or do yeah. anything. And nice. so I, I really love how the community is actually like really coming together yeah. and calling people out on their bullshit, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Has Snyder
0: anybody said anything?
1: No. And that's. Oh, shit. Well, yeah. you asked Snyder. You well, that's, egomaniac. That's, that's the thing, you know, because I I was thinking about putting this on Twitter, but I felt like it was. You know, starting to become more about me whenever i did it so i like yeah. i didn't even post it i just like started erasing my tweet but i feel that like at this point
0: mm-hmm.
1: i i wouldn't call out the victims and say oh hey i'm calling you out because i heard this story yeah i'm i'm wanting individuals to be called out even if nothing has happened yet yeah uh as far as like if anybody's gonna be able to come forward just because Mm -hmm. i want to know the people to avoid whenever i go to a convention now
0: you know yeah and and king and john talk about that on their podcast because he says it's unfortunate that you know king says he's there he's like if you need me to speak up you need me to do anything he's like i'm your ally i'm here to help you and I know there's some people out there like, oh, if you go to say you're an ally, you're not an ally. Which, you know what, that's labels and stuff. You can get into that if you want to. But, you know, sometimes people just got to make it known. Like, and the only way you can make it known is by saying it. Um, and John said he would do the same thing. And, you know, they're, they're pretty big voices. I mean, like I said, Tom King is one of the most popular writers right now. Um, but, yeah, I think he says... King was talking about how, unfortunately, the only way to get in the industry is by, like, you know, rubbing elbows with these peoples at conventions sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of sucks. He's like, dude, I've done those bar – because apparently, like, they all go out to bars and shit after the conventions and shit like that. Yeah. He's like, I've been to some of these bars. He's like, some of them are really sketchy, and it's probably not the best place for women. And so that kind of sucks because it shouldn't be like that. John said somebody made the suggestion of maybe people should get agents. But Tom King was like, yeah. He's like, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, you have to do it through the bar thing. But it's like, it's not – comics aren't as big as Hollywood, you know. So getting an agent to get you in and then you got to, you know, DC would have to pay the agent and all that stuff. Tom King didn't go into that, but I just kind of see it that way. Like, I don't know if you could have yeah. an agent to write comics as much. But maybe you yeah, could – I don't it, know.
1: Like, it's just – You know, it's, it's hard to think about other than, you know,
0: doing the whole,
1: what we've talked about. We've talked about this numerous times. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, we should submit this to, you know, image or this to boom studios and just kind of wait and hope. Yeah. But you know, a lot of these people have come out and said, you know, uh, even uh, Jen Bartell, G Willow Wilson, they have said the only way to get into comics back in the day Mm -hmm. was like four individuals yeah you would have to go to those four individuals and kind of be chummy with them and for guys it was kissing a whole lot of ass Mm -hmm. and for women it was a slew of other things yeah and that just sucks you know yeah and i think that there needs to be i don't know like like we hear, we always hear about these workshops for writers and 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 artists. You know, mm-hmm. they they sh- they showcase them on YouTube sometimes, but I feel like there needs to be, like a. It's the same thing as a meet and greet at a convention, but it needs to be almost like for professional reasons. And I don't know I, that could get kind of complicated, yeah. but I feel like it, it may need to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been to a lot of YouTube conventions before where they talk about. Um, you know they they would have what was called industry day where it was only business shit like there well, wasn't like you're not doing any signatures you're not getting any photos you're not doing any of that it's pure business we're going to have panels you're going to learn and there would be stuff like that maybe comic cons should do stuff like that maybe they do i like when i go to comic con there's so much going on that i'm like nah i don't fucking know that
1: that is true that is true
0: so um yeah so i don't really know but there's definitely needs to be some change uh, Apparently, this is happening in a lot of different things right now. Yeah, it's happening in wrestling. It's happening in the comic industry. It's, it's happening, happening in, in the g- gaming yeah, industry. Like, it's huge. Like in,
1: I mean, it's Holly. It's it's happening in Hollywood too. It's been happening in Hollywood, but it, it has been. But yeah. I feel like there's been a little bit. It's it's a little bit louder this week. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, it for us in my in, in our circles, it started with comics, and mm-hmm. then I noticed that you know gaming started to kind of get riled up and then there was a particular actor comedian dude that was called out on pedophilia Mm -hmm. and i was like oh shit like this is another wave of me too and it's so much to the point where like twitter because you know it's it's kind of silly and not in the sense of silly as far as the movement Mm -hmm. but as far as what i'm about to say you know when things are serious on
0: twitter when twitter makes an emoji for a hashtag yeah that's yeah it's pretty stupid (laughs) but it's true though um yeah i don't know world's crazy but let's go ahead and jump into comics you know if we still have any viewers here that still want to talk about comics uh, we should have actually led off with this but we have a lot of entertainment news today like we're not even gonna lie to you so this much stuff. Be, this might be a pretty yeah. long podcast. Yeah. I might actually do an intro for this because I feel like people are going to leave during the first part and be like, hey, guys, just throwing this out there. There's a lot of news, <laughs> but we go off on a little tangent at the start. Uh, but anyways, we have a lot of uh, entertainment news for you, but we're going to get through the comic stuff really quickly for you. Uh, we are going to talk about, uh, I got some, in- not inside info, but a perspective from a comic book uh, you know, uh, shop manager. Uh, today at our local comic shop that me and clay used to work at i go My to old boss yeah uh clay's old boss i got to talk to him today because i i haven't been i don't go to the comic shop as much as one obviously we didn't go for months uh, but i'm finally starting to go back i go i usually wait two weeks now to go just to let two two weeks pile up uh i usually just go whenever batman comes out so i went to go get some issues today and i was talking to uh you know our friend rob and i asked him i was like yo so what was yeah, how's the whole DC thing going? And he was like, it's been pretty frustrating. So uh, he was talking about how you know, the Diamond thing kind of just came out of nowhere. He was like, he doesn't know how, how it's going to affect. Because like with Diamond, you were able to get a discount when you bought in bulk or you bought so yep. much. He was yeah. like, I don't know if we're going to get a discount with DC anymore, blah, blah, blah. He says that they ordered um, a lot of the metal, like metal, like 40 issues came in damaged. So like the foil covered <sighs> ones or something Ooh. like that. He was like, those are the ones people wanted. Um, And he just says, like, yeah, it it is pretty, you know, frustrating. Um, And he, he, you know, as just from a comic thing, he was like, he was all, when I go to Diamond now, if I want to order books and it says, like, The Killing Joke, they just say that they're all canceled on their website. So now that might make other people think that the book got canceled instead of going to D.C. and buying them. So, like, it's very confusing. And he says that he doesn't know if the company they use to, like, they use some kind of software. To, like, look up the books or whatever. He doesn't know if Diamond's going to kick all of DC shit off there. And then they're going to have to make, like, spreadsheets yeah, or something. Yeah, so, so, so
1: the big thing with Diamond Distribution is they have an awesome website for retailers. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever... Uh, and I, I'm sure you've done it to pre-order books or trades mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it is... The Google for comics or Google for comic shops, really, Mm -hmm. as far as like the content, whether it be trades, individual comics, toys, statues, anything like it's all there. And the most frustrating thing about that is, you know, when Diamond, because they have the previews, which Mm -hmm. come out like every at the end of every month, after so many previews have come out the catalog for what that previews was filled with as far as the content it all but disappears in this in the database Mm -hmm. so that's basically what's going to happen with all of the dc shit yeah they're basically right now saying that it's canceled or out of stock Mm -hmm. and then eventually they'll just completely do away with it and now whoever dc is working with now i forgot their names already yeah. But they're going to have to come up with some sort of system for retailers to be able to look at that kind of stuff for their customers to pre-order. Yeah. And that's going to get frustrating.
0: Yeah, so he was talking about there is a lot of frustration and I asked him too. I was like, "Well, like what's the flip side? I heard a lot of people didn't like Diamond." And he was like, "Yeah, that's true too." He was uh, "But, you know, they were they were the best in the industry cuz they were the only one in the industry." Um, but he was like, yeah, hopefully, you know, maybe DC is just getting a better deal and maybe they're going to, you know, push that off. He's like, he says, time will tell. He honestly thinks it doesn't, it's not going to last too long is what he was saying. So it's going to be interesting when DC has their first
1: like legitimate push for a new era of comics, like whatever's coming after metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. is going to test what these new distributors can really do. Yeah. Because every comic shop is going to want multiple of those copies.
0: Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So, that was a interesting perspective to hear from them. I did also tell them uh the book we'll be talking about right now, which I just want to dive into it, Batman 93. I was getting his insight on what he thinks about the whole run too. And he was talking about how he also thinks it is going a little too fast. And he's kind of just rushing through it. He pointed out how he thought he was like, he thinks that, uh, and I could be wrong, but he either, he mentioned how maybe they're just trying to rush this to get rid of Tom King stuff, which I don't believe because they're doing Batcat. You know what I mean? And King said the reason why he went to Batcat originally was because he was going to, he had to write a movie now. He was like, I don't have time to do it weekly or bi-weekly anymore. So that's why he was going to finish the rest of the story in Batcat. And uh, they finally, like, you know what, dude? Like, you're going to have 15 issues. We're just going to let you throw in all these random characters, and, you know, hopefully people buy it. And um, I don't know, man. So, like, with Batman, I told you, I don't even remember what I texted you. I think I just said, like, this story's garbage or something like that now. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: I think you texted me saying you were right.
0: Or something like that. I don't know if I said those words, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I said. said, Oh, I I think the first thing I told you was because I don't know if we talked about on the podcast that that Secret War, not Secret Wars, the Secret Files came out before it was supposed to. I texted you that was confirmed that it it, it was supposed to come out in May. Um, Granted, this book would have came out in March, so basically, that Secret Files book spoiled the ending of this book. Yep. So, which was very crazy, but yeah. So, um, yeah, Clay. I don't know if you mentioned this on the podcast. What did you? Your 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 my theory. Yeah. I
1: oh gosh, did I not? Because I know I know I I did it on the comic book Legion podcast. Yeah. My theory was that because, in case I didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. say it, because of what happened in that secret files. I thought that the designer was going to be Joker. Yeah, and it kind of it, it kind of laid out the groundwork.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Joker was talking about uh, talking to Deathstroke about the plan and how you know he needed to do this, that, and the other, and then you know he would take care of the rest. Yeah, and lo and behold, that's exactly what freaking happened.
0: Yeah, so the diner was a zombie this whole time. Is what we found out at the end of this book, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of dumb. Although granted, he did set up the framework of zombies being controlled by this gas or whatever. I just don't like. I previously Joker would be the guy in the disguises, so him using these proxies, I'm kind of just like, like even even Tinian's mentor had Joker in a different disguise. You know what I mean? The Harley Quinn writers in that show that's been fucking fantastic recently have Joker in a different disguise. It's the Joker, just in a different version. But him using this here, I was like, I don't know. This this is what I talked about at the very start when we were reading this thing. I mentioned that Tinian could have built a fantastic character here. He could have built a hush-level character if the if the designer came out on top of this but oh, yeah. he was just a ploy for the fucking joker. And I and- think
1: we we talked about that or at least we mentioned it that like we were afraid that the designer was going to be swept under the rug because they started promoting and really pushing for this Joker War. Yeah. And in I think in my mind I had already like kind of like I guess sung defeat for mm-hmm. the designer because it's like Oh, well, we know that, you know, Joker War starts here, which means designer is going to be beat within this many issues. Yeah. And it's probably not going to be that big. Yeah. And it is. Tenyan tried to make it a prelude to the Joker War. Mm hmm. And from what we have been reading, I still don't know why there's a Joker War. Yeah.
0: Well, it's stupid because. King just did a war of jokes and riddles in his fucking thing. Yeah, like you know, like we don't need another war. And um, you know, again, when I was talking to Rob, I brought this up, and he was like, he was like, yeah, man. He was like, I don't know if this is something DC does. He was all, but everybody just uses the Joker to sell books, and like they don't even care about the story. Like it's just so like yeah. he's your he's he's the classic. You know what I mean? Like oh, we got to sell a book. Let's throw the Joker on it. Let's throw Harley on it. Yeah, you know, dude. If if
1: le- just the the way the way you sell a female title book. Do you know how? Mm-hmm. Art germ on the cover. Yep, that's how you do 100%. it. One hundred percent. You know, same thing. Or uh, with,
0: what's his face? Uh, Mark Brooks.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same thing with you know with this Joker. Oh, you know we want to sell more Nightwing books, even though he isn't Dick Grayson yet. Mm-hmm. Put Joker on the cover. Boom. Yep. Issue seventy. You know, everybody's and, gonna have one. It's just, like, it kind of pisses me off because there is also this stigma of, like, oh, the cover doesn't necessarily mean anything for the actual content of the book. Yeah. And so that's how they're able to get away with that kind of shit. Yeah. They're able to just slide somebody onto the cover just because. And we see it as readers. as like, oh, shit. Does that mean this person does this or is that person going to be in the book and so we flock to it it intrigues us and they know that the joker does that yeah and it it's i'm kind of i i say i'm kind of done with the joker but i know that like as soon as i see a legitimate like oh shit moment Mm -hmm. for joker i'm gonna be like oh man that's so cool
0: yeah but i think and i think that's just because, like, I think there's a lot of people that are, like, done with Batman being so OP. But when he does something cool, they're still like, yeah, that was fucking awesome. You know? it's <laughs> Those are those type of characters. Yeah. But you can still be, like, I know a lot of people that were huge Batman fans that when the original Metal came out, they're like, dude, there's a lot of Batman out right now. It was, yes. like, you know, there it was, was White Knight. It was Metal. It was all the Batman books that were already out. Like, he's like, yeah. there's so much uh, Batman. There, I think...
1: All Star Batman was just ending. Yeah, it was um, a lot, and I was, was buying everything. Uh, Batman and the Signal, or yeah. was that afterward? That, that might have been afterward.
0: Yeah, sometimes. And
1: so there was just you can. I can honestly say there's never a time when there's not a lot of Batman, yeah. but it's because the same thing with the Joker. Batman sells, and they yeah. know it. Batman mm-hmm. is as much as it hurts my heart. Batman is the sole character of DC. Yeah, and they can't do that with the joker because of course he's a villain Mm -hmm. but you know batman and joker go hand in hand so if you're gonna see a lot of batman that probably means you're gonna see a lot of joker yeah and it sucks because we always have those conversations of Mm -hmm. how big batman's rogues gallery is yeah and you know there hasn't been when was the last time you read a good
0: firefly story uh, oh, I, that's Killer Moth. We got confused. I was going to say, that yeah. digital short was really good. Yeah, it was. Um, Firefly? Yeah, I don't know, man. Probably the animated series show. Exactly. Uh, had a good one. Same. Well,
1: think about Anarchy. When was the last Anarchy story we've ever read?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't remember ever being having a good Anarchy story, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. There's yeah.
1: so many characters that you can literally just throw to the wall... And yeah. see what sticks. You know who and nobody King wants didn't to even
0: it. use? Who King didn't use and who Scott Snyder hasn't used? Scarecrow. Nobody's done a good Scarecrow story in like 10 years.
1: I think the last thing that has really been like, for me, what sticks out with Scarecrow was... Arkham. Back, well, Arkham, but uh, before New 52, he was a Yellow Lantern. Really? Yeah, you know, with mm-hmm. the whole Blackest yeah, Night thing, okay, yeah. and there was this because there's the story of 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 uh Black uh, Blackest Night. Yeah, spoilers: Bruce is dead. Mm-hmm. His life is literally like how you would think Joker is. Mm-hmm. Scarecrow's life is literally meaningless, and he doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah, and then he gets the yellow ring, and it like rejuvenates him.
0: Yeah. That's because so, they're built off fear, right? Yeah. Yeah, So pretty
1: dope. like,
0: there's so many
1: characters people can use for Batman, and nobody does anything. They always go with Riddler, Joker, Joker Clayface, Two-Face. Two-Face. Yeah, and I love Clayface. So um, it's just those five, you know, the, the five characters. Yeah. That's
0: it. And Yeah, and so, like, again, uh, when I was talking to Rob at the comic shop, I was talking about how, um, you know, Tinian's playing the classics right now. And I think that's why King's Run in the future is going to be so admired. Because he did something different. He didn't play the classics. He had a long story that was actually building characters, you know, on the evil side and on the good side. And the thing is, too, is, again, he did something different. And the thing he was talking about was he mentioned something that I know you've talked to me about. He says that he thinks that fans are gonna be clamoring for like they're gonna praise King stuff in the future because they're gonna get a lot of Tinians after him because he he mentioned the guy that did that weird ass Spider Man story where uh, he changed with Doc Ock that writer something um... uh,
1: I I can't remember but yeah uh, yeah so the story goes is it's the Superior Spider Man yeah uh, Doc Ock he basically uses a clone body of peter parker and then puts his consciousness and brain into yeah uh into peter parker so Mm -hmm. he literally right now has the body of peter parker
0: yeah and then he was saying how a lot of people thought that was garbage but then when somebody took over after that they were like dude this sucks why can't we go back to that guy yeah. So, you know, cuz it was a different story, it was unique and you were just curious. And I, you know, people do hate read, but I think when you like hate read and then you get something that's worse than what you're hate reading, you're just like, "Fuck." Like See, shit. and
1: and you're right. I did bring this up back mm-hmm. when we were still talking about Kings stuff. And, you know, I I have a lot of good friends who are genuinely like Critical when it comes to comics, mm-hmm. but do you know who they hate read? They hate read Tom King. Yeah, they just do it. But right now, they are not liking 100% what's going on in Tenian's run. Yeah, I bet you anything,
0: they will be one of the first ones to pick up Batcat. Yeah, because it's it's different, man. Like he's providing you with a good story. And, like, whether you hate him or not, he's – and, again, this is why I tell people go listen to podcasts. Just go listen to that One Word Balloon podcast because he literally talks about the underlining perspective that he's going into writing these comic books. He, there's, like, political, like – not agendas because everybody's like, oh, there's agenda. No, it's nothing like that. But it's, like, a comic book perspective of a, a an event that happened in life. Also, I didn't know that he was nominated for a eight-page, like, war story about a black hero. He was talking about that on the podcast and he it was like an Eisner. He got like he got a, nominated for an Eisner.
1: I do not remember. And
0: that. it was yeah, it was crazy. It was about a black soldier that went to go fight in I think World War 1 and uh he came back and he was like nobody nobody gave a fuck about him like he oh it was it's like a very famous story where he held down like a whole position by himself and he fought like off all of these soldiers it's kind of like that sto- that nazi story in uh inglorious bastards you know that one guy at the oh, bell tower yeah. it's like a similar story to that but when he comes back to america nobody gives a fuck about him because of this color color of his skin so like uh, it's a very interesting like comic book and i was like dude i gotta fucking read that and i asked him on twitter i was like where can i get this but i didn't get a response um but he says it's like they DC released it for free or something like that because of... I think DC <laughs> has it. Or somebody released it for free because of everything that's going on. They're like, here's yeah. free content, you know? So I really want to read it because it's only eight pages, but it sounded cool. um But yeah, man, it's just, it's just different. And I will say, going back to the actual book here, because although Clay called the Joker thing, I told Clay a theory in here that might be worse than that. So we'll go into the comic book. I think the only cool thing that I really did like in here was Punchline and Harley Quinn's fight. I really enjoyed that because it was kind of brutal.
1: Your your response to me after you showed me that picture where, like, it wasn't so detailed. Yeah. And then you you (laughs) sent me the picture of Beerus. (laughs) Yeah,
0: dude. Oh, my God. For nobody Uh. that watches Dragon Ball Z, there's this classic. They went through really good animators and then really bad animators. Where if you ever watch the show frame by frame, which I don't recommend you do that. People do it online for you anyways, though. They'll just slow down the parts. Uh, There's this one part where the animator just didn't give a fuck in the show and put two dots and a line for the character. And it is like the most memed fucking Dragon Ball Z thing out there. (laughs) And that kind of happened in this book. Like they put two dots for freaking Punchline's face, which I thought was so hilarious. But the rest of the book, I mean, the book is drawn beautifully. I enjoy the art. But the fight between Punchline and Harley was pretty cool because she literally slashes her throat. She's, yeah. Punchline slashes Harley's throat and she's like, "You're basically gonna die here." And Harley's just bleeding out and she throws her in the fucking doo doo water. Yeah. Infection. Like, oh. For real. So uh, I thought that was pretty crazy. But that wasn't the worst thing. So you know, during this whole book, Batman's fighting the designer. He's you know revealing Batman knows the whole plan already. And like he, Batman, I don't know, like usually. I know some. It's it's more along the lines of Snyder does it really well. He tells you what Batman's thinking, and Batman's like talking about how he does the plan, like in his brain and stuff. Here, he's just like, "You he's, did this and that." He's and blah, blah. he's.
1: This is the thing that we had talked about, mm-hmm. like like last year or the year before, you know, because I had that or we had the discussion at work, I believe, mm-hmm. what works best when Batman is thinking narrative. Or, you know, being the narrator. Yeah. Or if he talks about it and we both said that talking while you're fighting yeah. is just awkward. Yeah. Like for, sure. it, for, for one, the way they do it here. Um, I think they purposely like blocked out like majority of Batman, mm-hmm. um, with some panels, but it just doesn't look good. No. I feel like they could have probably done a little bit better on the panel layouts if it was narration boxes yeah and it just looks awkward Um, yeah and when you're imagining this and seeing batman try to talk while fighting Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: i don't know if you've ever like done anything like jujitsu or or taekwondo or anything like that or krav maga Mm -hmm. like you have to breathe during that stuff yeah and watching him do this talking like it just doesn't he's having make a any sword sense. fight he's having
0: yeah. a sword fight
1: it's so it just doesn't make any sense
0: yeah uh that's actually one of king's biggest pet peeves he hates when people talk during fighting so if yeah. you ever go back and read his stuff he's he's batman's never really talking that's why fighting. there
1: was a uh, huge kgb batman fight where all it was was uh,
0: yeah uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is true though uh, which that uh, art uh. was fantastic by tony <laughs> daniels um, when his mask is, like, half broken and that, it looks oh, so fucking so he's just going through the fucking thing. And the you snow. just know it because Nightwing had just got shot, so you know how pissed Batman was. Like, that's good storytelling right there, ladies and gentlemen. It's not go- this shit where you destroy a whole 85 <laughs> issues and nine fucking issues. Um, but anyways, oh, so the theory that I was talking about, Selina Kyle transfers all of Bruce's money into her accounts, but it turns out that those accounts are actually going to go to the Joker. And selena gets shot in the end of this issue you don't see where no because i i
1: double checked Mm -hmm.
0: you just hear a bang and
1: then she topples over
0: yes she goes limp which is very key so the next issue 94 has catwoman crying she's standing up batman's kind of laying down and are leaning down and it says the relationship shattered so I came up, we've been talking about this. I was going to be super pissed if they break up. I think I'll be even more pissed if they don't break up, but this happens. My theory is that, because nine pan, uh, a nine panel spread has come out of this issue. And it is Batman and Cat- Catwoman's like on a gurney with her shirt off or whatever. And she has like all these IV things on her or whatever. And she's crying and she's talking to Batman. There's no words in this because obviously it's a preview. They don't put the words in it. And Batman is crying too, which we hardly ever see the Dark Knight cry in costume because it looks weird. And he's like crying too. I think Tinian is going to paralyze Catwoman. It's Olicity all over again. Fuck that. It's Oracle. (laughs) It's literally Oracle. No, dude. This is, well, I mean,
1: yes, because that's what they did with Felicity's character in Arrow. But that's what they're going to do. He is going to paralyze her. And they're they're gonna like so that way she's not gonna be prominent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, she's because... not gonna be prominent. Oh,
1: and god. you know it's gonna it's gonna be able to be like I don't have to worry about you anymore because you're just in a wheelchair.
0: God, oh my you're god, you cripple. Yeah, it's gonna be. <sighs> I don't know. Fuck Tinian if he does that. <laughs> um, because it's not like. You know, like that's so stupid. It's, it's this. I have this problem with the CW shows, right? I hate when the CW shows create a pretty fantastic problem that you're very curious about how they're gonna fix it, and they fix it the next episode. It feels yes. like Tinian, Tom King spent four years, four years building this relationship, giving it, uh, people that weren't even into comics a reason to buy comics because they're like, I love this this relationship between Batman and Catwoman. I want to read this and they started buying books he's destroyed that in nine issues that is fucking crazy and then he's probably gonna paralyze her one how is this gonna work with the catwoman book is she did mention in that little story she's like maybe i'll stay here for a little bit so is that whole book gonna be like way like she's gonna do all this shit before she even meets up with bruce again like that's gonna be that whole series before she meets up with bruce and then after that she's gonna be in a fucking wheelchair the whole time like this is just a theory again, but I would not be surprised if he's going to fucking paralyze her. And then of course, in the future, they're going to give her some chip in her back and she's going to be fine. But I'm
1: going to laugh if that happens.
0: I, Oh my God. that will be so fucking shitty. Do you
1: stop reading Batman? If it happens,
0: I'll stop buying it. So wow. yeah, fuck getting to a hundred. I don't care. I'll buy issue a hundred, but I won't buy the other ones. Fuck it. Wow. I will Very stop nice. buying tinny and shit. Um, and then I'll just wait. I'll buy both issues of Batcat B A and B, just to say fuck you. I'm gonna buy both. I was gonna buy both anyways because it's Jim Lee and Clay like they're both oh, yeah. issues. Uh, King said that the th- there was supposed to be three issues, every one. But uh, he doesn't know if the other person's gonna be doing it. Um, Travis something is an artist I had never heard of, but he said he could didn't he can't get. Oh, a that's right. You we talked about this like a couple a long time week, like, ago, like a month ago yeah. or
1: so, or well a couple months ago.
0: Yeah. It was before the pandemic. Yeah. It was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. Um but yeah. Oh, update on Batcat because that's gonna be the best Batman you're probably gonna read in a long time. Uh King has said that there's no release date. They're trying to get it around December. Because that's hopefully... Apparently it has some Christmas elements in it or just holiday elements, I guess. I don't know if this is going to be something that takes place over a year. Maybe kind of like a long Halloween or something like that. I don't know. Or if it's just going to all take place around... I will say we have talked about this before. if it, It'll it be 12 issues, so it's going to spread. If it's all in the holiday season and it's over 12 issues, that's kind of weird. When you're reading a Christmas book in the summer, that will be kind of weird. Yeah. Um, if it is like that. Uh, but maybe it just starts off on the holiday and then See, it goes.
1: I want to know if... He is going to. I want to know what's going to be prominent in his in his Batcat story as far as panel layout, because yeah. uh, Mister Miracle was mm-hmm. nine panels, and I didn't notice this, but Strange Adventures three is three panels, mm-hmm. and he talked about it tonight. Yeah, and he got that from Darwin Cook's uh, New Frontier, really. And if you read New Frontier. Apparently, you get so drawn into that story that you don't really notice it. But yeah, that same. entire book is in three panels.
0: Yeah. Like, every page. I, uh, I will say this. Again, if you're an aspiring comic book writer, listen to these podcasts. King talks about his writing experience in that word balloon I've been mentioning this whole night. Um, but I was stuck on my writing issue nine of this comic book i'm co-writing with a friend of mine i read strange adventures and i was like man this three panel layout works really well and i just did like the six pages i was stuck on in three panels i was like wow this fucking flows so like uh you know you just got to try different things he king did say on on that word balloon podcast uh that he's a he he's somebody that likes boxes like he's like i'd rather have my shit in boxes like i like the way it looks like you know he says it flows better for the story yeah. But he says that Andy Kubert, who did the Superman story with him, was like, nah, nah, nah I'm going to do this. And he said he enjoyed how Kubert did it because he just made the story flow so magically. But he, want, he prefers it to be in panels and boxes and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I,
1: I love Kubert's like out of the box, like breaking panel type. Yeah, art. I, I, I really love Kubert's art.
0: Yeah, no, I love nine panel structures, but I love when people get creative with their pages, too, though um i love a lot of people using like the gutter and like things bleeding onto other panels and stuff like that i enjoy that kind of art yeah um but as long as it flows because some people will be like ah and it's like double page spread but you got to read over here and then the bottom corner and then the top i'm like yeah ah,
1: this it, is too much for me especially so especially with my show you know i read you know american comics and then saturday i do uh mangas
0: mm-hmm.
1: i my brain like, gets super confused. Like, the first thing Saturday mm. or the very first thing Monday when I yeah. start reading American comics again. Because I get so used to it and, like, it just fluctuates. Yeah. Uh, but the way manga does their art, I know, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's very different. You know, there's not necessarily, like, big panels like there is in American comics. Yeah. But I genuinely love... When people can just, like, hey, I'm going to make this super simple, or I'm going to make this super complicated, but it works. Yeah. I hate when people try to be like, I want to do something different, and then they just, like, create complete chaos on a page. Yeah. And they're like, ha, I was the first one to do
0: this. Yeah, no, I think your story always comes first, and that's why it's important to write, or to dr- be with certain artists. Um, and yeah, man, it's, it's pretty crazy, but... Uh, it was interesting to hear those perspectives and how, you know, they prefer to do that. But yeah, Strange Adventures, I noticed that. I was like, damn, this whole thing is just three panels every page. It's crazy. Yep. Uh, but it was good, though. Like, I enjoyed the story. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going to go because it's like a mystery. And I think that's what I enjoy. I love a story in comics, not just, yeah. oh, this is cool. This is cool.
1: Look at this. Yeah. Apparently, Mitch did not like the idea of adding Mr. Terrific. Really? Yeah. Racist. Said- he, he, <laughs> no, he, he said that, like, he, he said that uh, King gave him the pitch mm-hmm. and then was like, oh, yeah, and Mr. Terrific's going to be in there, too. And he's like, what? <laughs> Why?
0: <laughs> That's good. And, and uh... it sucks
1: because, like, they also talked about it, how Mr. Terrific, at one point, was mm-hmm. considered the smartest man on Earth. Yeah. now he like and king was kind of tongue-in-cheek about it he said oh well he pretends he's the third but he mm. really is the smartest and you know the third uh being him first being batman and the second being lex Luthor. yeah
0: yeah and granted we we always joke around that lex Luthor made that like confirmed in deceased. deceased yeah um but yeah i mean you know that that always goes back and forth i mean like again in continuity shit like that lex Luthor could come out i mean obviously we saw L- luther get punked out by joker so is joker up there you know nobody's yeah. gonna claim that on the world though um and he goes toe-to-toe with batman all the time yep. um i i always kind of say this and i know it's blasphemous for being a batman fan but i genuinely think if joker really wanted to he could kill batman But I don't think he wants to. No, he he doesn't want to. And we've talked about this. It's the fact
1: that, like... He wants to break him. Joker would have nothing to do. And he... Like, we've seen it. We've seen it with him, you know, confronting Dick Grayson, Mm -hmm. uh, Batman. And, you know, he is not interested in anybody who isn't Bruce.
0: Yeah. So... I forgot, uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Joker mention about break oh yeah. This is about breaking her while I get everything I need to break you. King just wrote an eighty five page story about breaking Batman emotionally and physically, and this motherfucker's trying to do it again. Are you kidding yeah. me? How about you read a book, Tinian? Oh my god. <laughs> well oh. no, it's just like it, it runs you, you run into the problem. Of you
1: run into the Justice League problem, and it's the same for every character. I feel like mm-hmm. the Justice League problem is that you can't have a bombastic, earth-shattering story every issue. You just yeah. can't. No, and a lot of people attempt to do it. That's what made Brian uh, uh, Brian Hitch's story in Rebirth mm-hmm. so bad. Like I yeah. love his art, but he tried to make every issue. Mm-hmm. Like, like a crisis basically, and or at least every arc, and it was tiresome, dude. And there was always like this looming darkness. That's what that was the big joke was that there was this looming darkness. Same thing with Batman. Mm-hmm. You know this this terminology of breaking the bat has become so iconic that every writer wants to break the bat.
0: Yeah, and they I, I don't do. know, man. It's just too. I don't know, like you. <laughs> You don't do it right after somebody just did it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's it's like your thing with Bendis having... What's his name? Reveal his identity. Superman. It's yeah. like It's been done, and it was big. Like, yeah. why are you doing it again, you know? But, like, right after, literally, when we just read it for four years, you want to bring in that terminology. Oh, I'm here. I'm going to break you while you going to her. Like, oh, my God, dude. Like, look, but and I...
1: For, for me... Honestly, like, yes, we saw Joker go after the kids Mm -hmm. to get to Batman. So it's only natural for him to go after Catwoman. Yeah. But at the same time, with the history that
0: Joker has with Catwoman, I still don't think he'd be interested. Yeah. Well, the thing, too, is King did this. He did it. He literally Joker shot her. He was like, I got to kill you so he can still be the bat. Like, they tried to kill each other. Yeah. And so, like, again... In the church. Yeah, yeah that's right. You're... Read... I don't even think he read King's Run. Like, that's how it feels. I... Well,
1: that was a thing that, uh, that also came up in this Word Balloon podcast. You know, there was a... There was a, one of the audience members or whatever on YouTube asked, is there ever somebody who influences you while reading? And, you know... Mitch said, you know, because I think it was John that said, oh, do you guys kind of try to avoid that? Mm -hmm. Because apparently Tim Seeley, when writing Hack and Slash, didn't write or didn't read any of The Walking Dead or anything else that was in that genre. And Mitch was like, well, I would probably want to read it to better inspire me just to do my own stuff. Not necessarily saying, oh, I want to copy his stuff, but I want to learn from it kind of thing. So here, it's 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 hard because you don't know how long these people are actually going to be like taking to, you know, really write these comics, you know. So I'm just wanting to know that, uh, you know, when you do this, when you write a comic or whatever, how long are you going to freaking uh whatchamacallit oh my gosh uh freaking uh shit you know the, the the real question of it would be i lost my train of thought yeah is mainly just that like you never know how much time they have to write these books you know and i think that it's kind of you know, tedious for a lot of these comics uh, or these comic book writers to, you know, keep up with everything. Mitch even said in that podcast, we keep we keep talking about this podcast, and I want to go ahead and say sorry for that. But it's just really good content. Super good content. But, you know, Mitch said that he is so far behind on podcasts. Or he's, he's sorry, not podcasts. He's so far behind on comics and that the only comic book he is really up to date with is the comic that he's he's that he's writing right now so i think that it's just super difficult for these artists writers and things like that to keep up with the stuff but i do think you have a good point that like these people need to be at least getting the outline of what the hell happened with people's runs that, you know, they know that are going to directly be affected, you know, in their story. So I, I think it's something that they definitely need to put
0: into account. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, I guess I can kind of agree with that. Uh, I will say when I would do it, a lot of YouTube videos, I wouldn't watch the same people that did the same stuff that I did because I didn't want to kind of take any of their ideas or I didn't want their ideas to influence mine. So I could see that as a writer but I think I am somebody that wants to, like, unless unless you're doing something like a rebirth where you have a fresh start, like, if you're taking over somebody like Tinian did, you want to kind of know what is happening. And, you know what, even if, you gotta have a day off at some point. Granted, I don't know how all writers write. I don't know if some people, like, oh, I gotta try to write, like, three issues in a week because I'm doing something next week or whatever. Um... But you got to allow yourself some free time just to, like, recuperate, recuperate, you know what I mean? So I think those times is when you should read stuff. Again, I've blown through issues digitally on the DC Universe app, which I just now thought about it. I haven't been getting my points on that damn thing. Um, but, like, I, I was, I've been blowing through issues on there. And uh, I feel like people should be able to read that. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's part of your job. You should st- keep that continuity going. But you know what? I'm not I'm also not a professional writer in this space, so I don't know how busy it is.
1: Yeah, which we've also talked about like how there should be like a timeline editor yeah. to keep up with everything like that to really help the writers deal with continuity of that type of shit. Yeah. So if your story like severely contradicts what had just happened,
0: they should say something about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. It's funny because uh, somebody in that podcast asked if DC has, like, a all-knowing knowledge person, like, if they have to ask questions about stuff. And he says that DC actually has, like, a librarian that has, like, all of that info and knowledge and stuff like that, but that King doesn't use them because he talks to his friends and other people that grew up with comics that know all this stuff already or that are passionate about it he talks to them about different like you know if he wants to research something or like what we should read or blah blah blah. so it's pretty interesting because they were asking him like what he used to like research adam i
1: don't know how i feel about that yeah yeah it's just like like he's he's probably getting this info from professionals but at the same time Mm -hmm. it's like you're also getting your information from fans
0: so it's like uh, yeah but I think as a writer you need to be able to as long as you're not getting influenced by the fans I think that's all that matters you know what I mean and King has said that he's pretty like he'll he, they asked him too like cause I don't know if somebody asked him if it's like how do you connect with your writer because he says he's been using the same editor for the last five years so like his editor will call him out on stuff but it makes the thing better but he says at some points in the industry like if you really believe in something, you got to die on that sword. And, like, it's you're either going to fight for it or you're going to possibly lose your job. Like, it really depends. But, you know, he is somebody that seems to be fighting for stuff. So he's, and we've seen it. It's been, you know, I think his stories are pretty fantastic. Um, there are probably other people that are like, uh, sure, yeah, okay, if I can't do it, I won't do it. And maybe it makes their story suffer. Um, so I don't know. It's a very interesting perspective, but I think you. I think that's when, you, you know, it just really depends on you. Like, you can get a bunch of different perspectives, but as long as you know what your story is and how good it's going to be or what you want it to be, I think that's what matters. But, anyways, we're going on tangents for an hour already. We have so <laughs> much stuff to talk about. I think. Um, so, we did that. Suicide Squad, just give me your thoughts. Let's just go. Because it was a good issue, but it, I didn't think it, it was, was super a good crazy. issue.
1: Um, You know, I thought it was going to be a little bit more detailed on the whole Ted Cord thing. Yeah. Um but it wasn't. Uh you know, they got a dog, uh they got hunted by Batman and Wink stole the Batmobile.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was the you know, Dead Shot and Batman had a joke at the end about Uber. Yeah. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Um It was very much it was very, a much, it was very much
1: a Tom yeah, it was very much a Tom Taylor story. Yeah that one felt very very tom taylor um but i mean i enjoyed the art there was like one little like nitpick that i had Mm -hmm. uh with the way they drew the grappling hook Mm -hmm. when he was like falling they forgot to attach it to the little crane Mm -hmm. near the end and so i'm like what is he attached to you know yeah but yeah other than that a uh, small little nitpick it was it was a pretty decent issue i i enjoyed it you know uh for a second i thought the doctor that was taking all their bombs out i thought that was jog and i was like oh, okay yeah because the the just the the hairstyle and stuff i was like yeah i thought he was dead and yeah. then they reiterated that it was a doctor that was from arkham
0: yeah it reminded me of uma thurman in batman and uh, yeah is that Batman and robin yeah, that's right. it reminded in yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, which we'll talk about that eventually. But you know, R.I.P. Joel Schumacher. Uh, we'll yes, and that also in the
1: somebody who we didn't mention last podcast yes.
0: is uh, Denny O'Neill. Yeah, he did also a lot of Batman. Away. If I'm not mistaken, King said that he was like basically. I don't know if it was King or if I read it on something else that he O'Neill was basically the guy that took over for like Finger and fucking uh, what's his name? Yeah, like he yeah. was the new generation of Batman.
1: Yeah, um, Denny O'Neill so, is basically the reason why most of the things that are continuity as far as, like, characters and concepts for Batman, Yeah, it's because of Denny O'Neill.
0: Yeah, So yeah, and they talk about that on that podcast, too, which is insane. Um, also, he was supposed to write Annual Number 3, uh, the one that Tom Taylor wrote. So uh, he said he got too sick at that point, and that's why they had to switch over. So, that sucks. Yeah, so he would have actually been on a Batman recently, which is pretty crazy. Um, and I tried to find his writing book because they mentioned that. King. Uh, somebody asked him, like, what do you do? And they talked about, like, good writing books out there. They mentioned Alan Moore's, which I actually love Alan Moore's writing book. I think it's really good. I highly suggest people to read it. But they said one by Danny O'Neill. I went to go look on it on Amazon today. $200. Holy shit. Yeah. I, was I like, wonder if it's on fuck? Audible. Maybe um but yeah it was two hundred dollars i was like jesus but you know he just passed i don't know if it's always been that much because there's some books out there that are expensive as fuck oh yeah Um, but i don't know if that's just because he passed and it's went up and it's going to be even harder to find um but yeah so rip to those two legends um but we will be talking about more about schumacher in a little bit So, yeah, you know, Suicide Squad was interesting. I was kind of hoping more for a bigger fight with Batman, you know what I mean? Kind of like when he fights the Suicide Squad in older issues, like, he would really go ham. Like, especially when it was Suicide Squad versus Justice League. Like, there was some good fights in there. That was such Uh, a good fight, that first initial one. Oh, Mm -hmm. so good. So, like, and the cover was amazing when they were all wearing each other's different shit, and it was Harley and Batman with all, like, the lasso and all that. That was, like, so awesome. But, yeah, anyways, so, yeah, it was a fine issue. And then we got, I a, a kind of a disappointment. Would you say with Killer Smile? Um,
1: yeah, I would say a little bit of a disappointment, just because you know I totally thought that we would get some sort of conclusion to what we saw in
0: um, what was I the what it was called Joker uh, Smile Smile. What was Killer- called Smile or Killer?
1: Yeah, it was Joker Killer Smile, and this yeah. one is called uh, Batman smile killer? smile killer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I thought there was going to be some sort of conclusion, and you kind of get a conclusion, but the conclusion is, hey, we're all just insane. Yeah. Um, and I... So I feel like this was taken from the very famous concept that... Because I'm pretty sure... it was written into comics way back in the day Mm -hmm. that at some point or maybe it's even a different earth i can't remember what it is but bruce wayne is actually a arkham inmate Mm -hmm. and he basically makes up everything as far as like his batman persona all the villains his rogues gallery jim gordon like he makes up this world and that's what uh, oh my gosh, I forgot the writer of this story. Um, freaking uh, Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire basically plays off of. Mm-hmm. Now, visually, very creepy. Really good art. I, I, I loved it. But the story itself left me with an ending that did not satisfy me for the build-up.
0: Yeah. No, I thought this was going to be like a good... I thought we were going to kind of get the story behind like how joker did all this stuff to that one guy because that one guy's in it the psychiatrist but it just happened to deal with like oh bruce you've been in here this whole time and you know you made up the batman and gordon's actually like the head psychiatrist there, yeah Yeah. and so it was just one of those like you know they try to just do a unique story and i was like oh man i kind of wish there would have been more and then he ends up breaking out of arkham at the end and there's a bat symbol in the sky
1: yeah, at so. the very end he's like, "No, this isn't real. I have to remember. I have to remember that I am the Batman." And yeah. he looks up after he breaks out, and he sees the bat some signal, and then he runs off, and then it shows the sky again, and it was never it's supposed to imply that it was never there in the first place. Yeah. And that's the very last panel. Now, I was asking you, you know, before we started recording, I'm pretty sure at the end of issue 6 or 7, Mm -hmm. of the miniseries that it said that this was going to conclude with a one shot
0: well i think that that, that, it was only three books
1: it was three yeah yeah, that's right it was only three and that it was going to conclude with one with a one shot this being that one shot i really hope this isn't a one shot like for that ending i Mm -hmm. want i genuinely would love for this to be like a complete like mind fuck for batman yeah and to really break him down to think that maybe he is insane. But mm-hmm. then in the end, you know, be able to be Batman and everything else. Yeah.
0: You know what this this uh, book was just like recently, right? It was like that four book, that four issue book, um, The Night. Uh, man, what was it called? It was oh, the one that uh, got delayed uh, for like cr- a uh, lot. Uh, Creature of the Night. Oh, yeah, Creature of the Night. Yeah. It's a lot like that because that kid was named Bruce Wayne. And, you know, his uncle was named Alfred. Yeah, Wainwright. And everything, he just imagined the whole Batman thing. But it was actually him. So, Um, yeah. So, you know, it's it's always an interesting concept. It would also probably be a good film concept. But I really hope that's not something that What's-His-Name would do. Um, You know, because that would be the same fucking story like Joker was. Yeah. Um, Oh, God, yeah, it would. With,
1: With the ending kind of being like a, hey, you get to decide yeah yeah we don't need to see that again it should actually be uh you know
0: batman Um, oh god what if
1: that's the joker sequel it's the fact that there's a bruce wayne in there that's actually psychotic also ugh, that would be horrible
0: yeah he was never really a kid he's just imagining that's how the joker started you know that would yeah that would be awful but you know what that seems like a sequel right up their alley um but hopefully not um so yeah those are the books for this week ladies and gentlemen sorry we had to rush and it's just been one of those tangent episodes which i love i love those kind of conversations and especially when other creators are having big conversations on other podcasts i think it's interesting to chime in with different perspectives but we have so much entertainment news what do you want to let's let's start off with your thoughts on joshua marco's passing i i was
1: very disappointed um you know i i will say this i definitely have an urge to watch some of those films now because it's been so long. Yeah. Uh, I think the last Joe Schumacher movie I watched was Batman and Robin. I watched all the Batmans recently again. So, yeah, definitely those. Batman and Robin, I think, was the last one that I watched. Um, wait. Is that? No, no, no. Yeah, Batman and Robin. Because it was. No, 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 Wait. Batman Forever. Because that's the one with. Uh... Batgirl? No, shh. No, which one is the one with Two Faced and Riddler? That's Batman and Robin, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah. Um, again, I feel like I've been, we've been—I've talk- been bringing up this podcast the whole night, but it had a lot of good stuff. Tom King's mother knew him. His, you know, that King's wow. mom worked at WB. I did not. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. She apparently, because he grew up in Hollywood, and then I guess, I don't know, He, of course he joined the CIA in like 2022 or something like that, so he moved to Washington or whatever. But uh, his mom was the, like, head person at distribution for, like, the DVDs or, you know, cassettes or whatever the fuck they were coming out on, you know, VHS, whatever. So she met him a lot. And uh, apparently King, King would say he hated him. Because he was, you know, a huge comic book nerd, and he loved what Tim Burton did because they took the campiness out of Batman and made him like a serious character, you know. And then yeah. Schumacher brought back the campiness, but he would be like, "Oh, I hate that guy," and his mom would be like, "Don't say anything bad about that man. He's super sweet and he's super nice." So he would be like, oh, "Okay." Um, so I thought that was uh-huh. a kind of cool story, but at the same time, um, John on that podcast talked about how Schumacher probably got kind of, like, screwed. He probably got, like, the Snyder treatment because back then it was all about selling merchandise. So they would bring in toys and be like, we need this to be in the film because we want to sell this. Yeah, So the
1: the Batmobile was one of them. Uh, I know that for sure. Um, And so was the the aesthetic for the costumes. Yeah. And that sucks, you know? Uh, Apparently there is a Schumacher... Uh, it's just funny that we call it these days there's a schumacher Mm -hmm. cut that brings the movie like an extra 15 to 25 minutes longer and i think it's batman and robin really yeah
0: interesting so er, er, there's been a lot of push for it right now yeah um, just because of his death yeah yeah i mean it sucks um i i you know i didn't Besides the Batman films, I know he did like Lost Boys, so I couldn't tell you a lot of other stuff he's done. But um, you know, they he were... also did uh, Phantom of the Opera. Oh, because I, I haven't seen that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I heard that movie is really good. So you know what? You know it sucks. You know, R.I.P. Joel Schumacher. At least you know what um, King did say that if you were going to be if you're going to make something bad, make it iconic. You know what I mean? And like nobody is ever gonna forget those films. Whether they like them or not, like those are iconic films because of yeah. what happened to them. Everybody will always mention Nipple Batman forever, <laughs> and so like that legend will never die. Of they, they, you know? Did
1: you notice the uh, the reference to Nipple Batman and Harley Quinn? I did not. I don't remember.
0: I mean, I don't know. I might have. So,
1: so Poison Ivy did like the pheromones. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. and Diana said, "Bruce, are are these." bat nipples are you just happy to see me or so? yeah. are, are, are these real or are they just part of the suit or something like that yeah I i'm
0: so glad like because like that that thing really pushes the limits i'm so glad they didn't have superman trying to get in on that it was more like batman and wonder woman and superman was just like oh yeah like, he was all he, into himself yeah yeah <laughs> I was, I was like, dude, don't push it, don't push it. Like, you can push this show so far, but please don't push it that far. Oh, uh, man. But yeah, that that was pretty hilarious. It was just like how he was like super into himself, dude. But that best part, because like we haven't talked about Harley Quinn in forever. I think it's been amazing, obviously. But I love when uh, Superman, like he got like beat up or he did something, but he like dusted himself off, and there was some kids there, and he did like a cheesy Superman line, and they're like. Mwah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was something like, oh, she, uh, Poison Ivy really should have hedged her, like, whatever. Yeah. And
0: everyone was like, okay, yeah, we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they make him, like, super cheesy in there. It's fucking great. Uh, but, yeah, so, again, RIP uh, Joel Schumacher. Uh, but g- sticking with that, sticking with that era of movies, there has been a huge rumor coming out this week that Michael Keaton might be joining the DCEU. <sighs> So, you're, you're more finally, on the Twitter fear of this, so go ahead and talk about it. We're
1: finally jumping into this. Yeah. So, um, just like Ju said, nothing is confirmed. We are not scoopers. We don't really try to do that. And plus, I think podcasting scoopers are stupid because yeah. you record and then you have to push out the episode as soon as possible and yeah we don't talk about news that hasn't been confirmed at any anyway or at least yeah. like it hasn't already been talked about so mm-hmm. you lose that whole initial scoop but um this news came out uh this weekend a little a little bit uh yeah a couple days ago like a couple days ago really i think monday but uh of course i have a few friends excuse me that have a little bit of insight but uh i won't reveal them or their sources but i immediately messaged one of them and i said uh because it was it was just nothing but keaton gifts on my mm-hmm. timeline and i knew exactly who to go to I, I i messaged them and i said is this uh what did i say is, i said is this uh dceu related or what and they immediately uh said what did they say they they just said flash and i was like mm-hmm. what yeah and so i wanted to be tongue-in-cheek also and so i posted the gif of of keaton saying you want to get nuts let's get nuts because this idea is kind of crazy yeah, yeah. uh and of course this brought out the bloggers and scoopers to come out guns blazing blaming each other and fighting over who got the scoop first yeah and i hate to mention her name Mm -hmm. but grace did a pretty big of a no-no here i think uh she posted this and said wow now i'm seeing a claim from the rap reporter that Thomas Wayne isn't even in the Flashpoint aka Flash movie. Mm-hmm. F it. Here's the actual casting grid listed back in December. I'd I'd say uh I'd say the role moved beyond development and she posted a small clip of it. It says Nora Allen, lead female, 35 to 45 gives the description and says open. The second one says Thomas Wayne, lead male and it says the description it says circling. And it says Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. But a lot of people now are throwing out the idea that maybe Jeffrey Dean Morgan isn't going to be a part of it. And they're replacing him with uh, Michael Keaton. I'm hearing the exact opposite. That both uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Michael Keaton will be a part of it. Um, I've heard so many things Yeah, this the past couple of days. We've heard that Michael Keaton... May just be a cameo. We've heard everything from him possibly being some sort of a mentor to possibly even replacing Ben Affleck as the older Batman in the DCEU.
0: I've heard that he might be a Nick Fury type in the well, DCEU. Well,
1: that's, that's, so he, cause apparently that's what Ben Affleck was supposed to be anyway. Mm-hmm. Because they kind of tease that kind of role with him at the end of Suicide Squad. If you remember, he confronted Amanda Waller. Yeah. Saying, if you don't get control of these guys, then me and my friends will. Yeah. So, he... So, Bruce was always supposed to have that kind of Nick Fury type role. Mm-hmm. Um, If Michael Keaton has that, it's just like... I'm sorry to say this, and you may call me ageist. You may call me stupid or whatever. I think Keaton may be too old for the role of Batman. Mm -hmm. Now, Um, if, like you said, we talked about this briefly, if this turns into, you know, him possibly just being in the multiverse, Flash gets to see him, and that's a tease towards a Batman Beyond film, let's fucking go. Yeah. Like, I am totally down for it. But, You know, I've like like I've been saying I've I've been having numerous conversations about this. Um, There's some people who just don't want this to happen um, because a lot of people are soured by nostalgia being a big part of what the uh, what people call now the Justice League or the Justice League. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because the Danny Elfman theme was in Justice League. Flash was there. People are getting PTSD. Really stupid excuses. But a lot of people are saying this Flash movie will actually be a into the Batverse. Mm. Instead of into the Spiderverse, it'll be into the Batverse with Flash being, you know, kind of the main side character. Yeah. Which I think would be a little silly. But I don't know. Like, I genuinely just want this to be a Flash movie. And if we see remnants of the multiverse i'm okay with that
0: yeah i don't think uh keaton shouldn't have a big role if anything if they are signing him on to a nick fury type role and he doesn't show up until the end that would be great i'd be fine with that um you know if he's maybe he's been through the multiverse himself because he's been around for so long and maybe it is he's in a futuristic fucking world you know or on his planet or whatever i'd be fine with that um because then that gives you the opportunity because uh, First of all, Flashpoint doesn't work this way. (laughs) We're going to throw that out there right now. If you're... Flashpoint technically doesn't really involve the multiverse too much. It's more of a different timeline. Is what we need to clear people up. Like You're going to be like, oh my god, it's this and that. It's like Crisis. Crisis on the CW, that made more sense. That was like the actual comic book storyline. Flashpoint just made an alternate timeline where we saw Thomas Wayne become Batman, you know, Martha Wayne become the Joker, all that kind of jazz. Um, so they're kind of doing both, which I'm not a big fan of. But yes, now, I'm-
1: with the Flash, the only way he can enter the multiverse is through the cosmic treadmill, not mm-hmm. just running. Uh, of course, he can enter the time stream through the, through the speed force, but through yeah. the speed force and the cosmic treadmill, that's how he jumps from world to world through the multiverse yeah so i how would you feel if we started the movie with ben affleck like basically flash saying see you later i'm gonna go do this and then comes back and it's michael keaton like acknowledging that it switches
0: i would be okay see like i feel like um yeah i mean you know they did it in interstellar very well like if they do something like that Like maybe Affleck goes on Maybe Like especially if Because Batman is all about Sacrificing himself for the team Like what if he does Something like that You know what I mean Maybe he saves Flash By like throwing him out of something And then like he comes back And he's like No time will go so much faster For you And then they go back And it's fucking Keaton Like he's just so much older Like something like that Might not be bad Or maybe he, like, tries to sacrifice himself and then he finds him later. Like, that would be okay. I'd buy it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I remember when when Affleck first left and I was doing all these theory videos of how they fucking do it. I was like, look, none of these ideas are good. I was all, but you could do this. Like, pay Affleck for one scene, have him get thrown in the Lazarus pit or something like that. And then I, at the time, was saying, Jake Gyllenhaal comes out. And it's fucking, like, bada-bing, bada-boom. He looks younger. He looks fucking, you know, (laughs) similar. You know what I mean? It's better than fucking Apple going into the Lazarus Pit and Robert Pattinson's scrawny ass coming out. That would just look really weird. (laughs) Um, At least we know Jake Gyllenhaal can put on, like, a bunch of weight and
1: And one of the big things that we have to be reminded of is the director of this Flash movie is the director of the It films. The It films worked with a large cast of characters and a lot of people are saying oh this is way too much happening in the flash movie well the director knows how to deal with that many characters so i think we should be fine but this this whole thing with michael keaton really throws in this kind of monkey wrench Mm -hmm. into the into the mix of what the multiverse and what the future of dceu is you know there's a lot of people that are like Oh, I like the idea of the multiverse, but I just don't want to see it. And I'm just like,
0: then why? Like, what? what's the point of that? You know? I don't want it to take over the DCEU. That's my thing. Well, th- I told
1: somebody this on Twitter just the other day. I say, I would much rather, or I said, I would much rather get the multiverse story out of the way first thing, so that way we can focus on bigger focal points and the in each character's different storylines, movies, whatever. Yeah. Because if you just get this Flashpoint thing or whatever multiverse story out of the way, then people won't be begging for it later on.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I always said, well, my thing is, we don't know. So if we're not, take let's take comic book fandom out of it. You're just a general audience person. We don't know shit about the Flash. You know what I mean? Like, True. From Justice League, and granted, I don't know what Snyder's going to do. Maybe Snyder has a crazy Flash story in his movie. We don't know. Um, I know that there was that scene that was getting CGI'd where he saves Iris. But yeah. there are rumors that Iris is going to get recast. So we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, and so the, like, yeah, it, I mean, there is definite like
1: time travel parts of what Snyder wanted to do in his... like justice league trilogy yeah but until we actually know that he gets to do that vision and not mm-hmm. just like the first part like we we won't know
0: so yeah and yeah you know, other people said that there was more flash time travel stuff in that movie because wasn't the rumor like they go fight stefan wolf and they die and then he fucking goes back no and then... so
1: they they beat stefan wolf but in the second one they go two apocalypse basically new genesis Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that's where things go to shit and you know something happens at the very end which causes flash to go back in time and that well it doesn't cause flash to go back in time because it actually moves forward in time in the third movie where the only three survivors were supposed to be batman flash and cyborg and they devised this plan hey if we go back in time we can save insert spoiler here to then beat
0: dark side and everybody else mm-hmm. yeah. i don't know i mean we'll we'll see what happens cuz uh, apparently yeah i don't I, I don't fucking know like it's it's the one thing i will say is if they do do this flashpoint movie uh, because i i enjoyed the it movies clay you know crunched his hand through the whole movie but I really enjoyed <laughs> the It movies, so I I I like the character building. I did feel like the second movie could have easily been split into two different movies because there was a lot of character stories. It story was they could have so told. long too. But it, yeah, it could have been. I think it could have been split into two different movies and added well, different stuff. didn't
1: didn't we didn't we hear
0: that they were thinking about making a full cut of the first? He and second. wants to. Granted, yeah. with HBO Max, they should let him. um because that would be really cool to get more stories out of that um but again those kids are growing up so fast yeah so they wouldn't be able to really do that um but anyways so like yeah i i have no problem with the director uh i i just want to see a fucking flash film get made already um unfortunately i just hope it's not too much because that's a lot man you're gonna have two batmans you're not gonna I just don't think you do Flashpoint if you're not going to have Wonder Woman and Aquaman in there. That's just my opinion. Like, I love Michael Keaton. I would love to see just a frame of him, like, on Batman Beyond World or wherever he is at. That would be fucking awesome. But I want to see Momoa and fucking Wonder Woman go at it. Because that is the best thing in Flashpoint. And there's so many people that think he would have the exact same suit from 89. Why?
1: Oh, th- Batman? No,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, why? It's so shitty. Yeah he couldn't even turn he like, couldn't turn it, his neck
1: like like i just i'm like they're like people get upgraded suits all the time yeah like why would he it would that be one?
0: interesting if he had a matt reeves style suit made for him and that way you're just like oh oh kind of in
1: the same tone of what
0: yeah. his suit used to be Okay, yeah, I can see that. Can that see would that. be kind of interesting because then you could be like, "Oh, wait, does that is that Matt Reeves' old Batman? You know, whatever." Um, so I don't know, but that's uh, yeah, that was really interesting. One thing we didn't mention um, was that uh, in the future, if you have Spotify, DC is going to be making podcast stories for us. I which asked kind of cool. I asked Tom King during the Word Balloon podcast today if he would write one of those and he, they never got to my question i was like Oof. damn it ouch yeah so that's gonna be kind of cool uh i already have spotify because it's it's so impactful for my stream uh so i already have spotify so this is gonna be pretty cool uh i will say i did for the first time recently listen to one of those doctor who radio shows and it was fantastic like yeah it was so good. uh
1: mitch was talking about let me actually see if i can find it uh, Mitch was talking about how he lists, he just recently, over the past few months, listened to a podcast called the No Sleep Podcast. I want to say I've heard of that. And it's an audio drama, but, like, there's seasons, and there's mm-hmm.
0: 25 episodes of each season. Does that have to do with, like, a murder mystery? I, I, I genuinely don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but then again, I feel like every podcast has to do with a murder mystery. Um. Yeah, it's called the No Sleep podcast uh
1: for dark hours when you dare not to blah blah, blah. it says uh is an anthology horror fiction podcast yeah. and jesus there's 14
0: seasons that's nuts yeah granted i feel like audio is so much easier to listen to and catch up on than actual films oh yeah um,
1: like i i genuinely like i mean i've told plenty of people this and i've said it on multiple podcasts that i've guessed on recently this this is something that I genuinely want to do as a side job. I would love yeah. to produce and create audio dramas. I mm. can't voice act worth a shit, but I love doing the foley sound. I love editing everything together. Yeah, I did. I a, know you sent me one. I did oh. a two and a half uh, minute episode, or uh, two and a half minute audio drama of Kyle Higgins' Nightwing, mm-hmm. first issue. That thing took me six hours yeah, for first two minutes. Editing is rough. And dude. I will say, it was fun. Like it wasn't yeah. like, oh shit, this is something that like I just have to get done and blah blah. No, I genuinely had fun.
0: Yeah, I recently watched that heavily edited Rotten Tomatoes video I did like four years ago. And I was like, dude, that video was a fucking my computer died making that video. Because <laughs> it was so it was so editing intensive. Like my com- my old ass Mac died. And I was like, "Well, that sucks." Luckily, I had a crazy ass friend that was like, "Here, I want you to keep making shit." So he lent me some money, which was fucking awesome. And That's uh, I awesome. bought my new I bought my new Mac. And um, yeah, I was able to make that video. But I go back and look on it, and I was like, "Damn, I did a lot for that fucking video." Like, because I did so much research on trying to figure out why Rotten Tomatoes is so shitty. And I was like, they, but they never say their kind of rating. It, it was crazy. But, like, the way I edited it and everything, I was like, man, I'm really proud of that video. And that video style was supposed to be what was going to be on my Bat from the Box channel with just, like, heavily edited Batman content. But yeah. it just takes so much time that I just lost interest. I was like, fuck, I can't. I, I want to get back to it because those are they would, they would be great videos. But it's just so much to edit. Um, but it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, you know uh yeah so uh do we have anything else we need to talk to before our biggest news we're gonna drop here is there well, anything we didn't miss the biggest one our... is the the game news okay then the, no yeah else? no no okay. that was
1: that was what i was getting at yeah yeah
0: okay i just want to make sure that we did there was something we didn't cover on or i don't know if you've heard of anything else on the internets no nope, um, nothing so all right okay so this surprised the fuck out of me and yeah, i sent this to clay I sent this to Clay when I saw this. Now, I will say my source. Now, granted, everybody else is starting to pick up on this. I saw this on CBR. CBR is not the best. They're very clickbaity, but they usually get their sources from somewhere else. So I was like, okay, I, like to sh- I just like to read their headlines. I don't really like to give them a lot of clicks. But uh, this was, the headline was Rocksteady reportedly working on a Suicide Squad game. Rocksteady, for those of you that don't know, that don't care about gaming studios, is the one studio that brought us the Arkham Knight series. And the crazy thing about this is it was it's going to star the Suicide Squad, it's going to be about the Suicide Squad, and it's going to be them fighting the Justice League. And I was like, oh! I was just like, oh <laughs> my god, that would be fucking fantastic. Now, this... Is reportedly because, uh, according to Eurogamer, however, it is the third domain that is more than likely hint at the game spot. So apparently, a lot of Rocksteady has, uh, what do they, they buy domains so they yeah, can they, release this the shit later. Three,
1: well, the two domains uh, that are kind of like, eh, whatever, is yeah. suicide squad game.com and yeah. GothamNightsGame.com. But yeah. it says here, according to Eurogamer, however, it's the third domain name. That more than likely hints at the game's plot. And that one is the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League dot com. And I'm just
0: like, yeah. what the fuck? That, dude, like, first of all, I would love to play as a Suicide Squad characters, Because especially if you're going to be able to kill. Like, if I could be deadshot and just, like, headshot people. Like, that is going to be fantastic. But see, that's,
1: that's the thing. Okay, so, so we know Rocksteady. We know yeah. Rocksteady. We have played all the Arkham games, and in my mind, I'm just like, is this going to be a Arkham game with the Suicide Squad, or are they genuinely going to try to do something different, and you really
0: get to have fun with this? Yeah, you know. So the rumor is, so and granted, this grain of salt here, put on your you know tinfoil hats or whatever. The theory is the re this new Batman game we're supposed to be getting is the start of a new universe. It has nothing to do with the Arkham games. Granted, I'm not going to say that until it's confirmed because I have a bet going. But uh, I, from what I've heard, is it's starting a new universe that will more than likely lead out to a possible Wonder Woman game, a Superman game. So basically, they're going to build a MCU, a DCEU in video games. Which a would game be verse. crazy. Yes. Yeah. And you could easily do that. You're like, okay, well, we'll do Batman gonna take us a little bit longer to probably make these wonder woman and superman games but suicide squad people would love that because we can make it violent we can make it whatever and people already love batman we get batman in there but if you have suicide squad as your second game and you want to branch out to superman and wonder woman and all that maybe you have them playable in this game for a mission or something like maybe we go back and forth between suicide squad and justice league that'd be nuts then you can kind of fuck with the mechanics there and then branch out to other games that would be nuts
1: yeah, like, a lot of people, like, were, uh, I think it was one of my friends uh, who is actually a uh, a journalist or a, a writer for Screen Rant. He was kind of naming some of the things that could be, you know, this game. And I think it was before that domain was bought. Mm-hmm. But, like, he was like, man, what if this is, like, a heist game, like Payday? Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. Um, I don't know what else he said, but it kind of got me going in the sense of like, what could they really do to make this different than majority of some of the games we're already seeing, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I, I don't know how I would necessarily feel about a, uh, well, he, he said it right here. He said, this could be an awesome Battle Royale multiplayer uh, he also said, what if it might be also a Rainbow Six-style tactical game? So, you never know.
0: You know? I would hate that. I would hate a Rainbow Six or like an FPS kind of game with these characters. I don't think I'd like it. Um, granted, I would love for these characters to pop up in Apex because I love Apex. Uh, but I don't know if I would want something like that. Granted, though, I think... I think Rocksteady's the reason why they've been working on what? When was the last Batman game? 4 years ago? 2014, 2015? 10 15. Damn, it's been that long, so about 5 years. If they know we know it's coming out on PS5, we're already seeing some of the crazy shit you can do on PS5 and the next gen consoles. I think they're going to do an overhaul of the battle system. And maybe we're going to get new fighting techniques, new battle systems to where it's going to be refreshing. And that's why they're going to bring that into this new world. Granted, I I mean, Clay knows I did this in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I made my character look like Wonder Woman and I fucked everybody up. But I love the fighting in that game. That game's so good yeah. for that. And it, it felt like I, I would play it on stream. And people were like, this is a Wonder Woman game? I was like, no. I was like, but it could be. <laughs> Might as well be. But I could only imagine, dude, playing... Right now, I'm currently playing Last of Us. But if it had those game mechanics with superheroes, that would be insane. Because it's so detailed. It's so crazy. The way you can sneak up on people, kill them. The way you can, like, make things, like... You can trick people, like, guards and stuff like that. And have them blow up and all this stuff. Like, if they were to go to a new, like, more realistic fighting kind of mechanics with superheroes and stuff, that would be very interesting. Granted, it can't be too serious. Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. I think that would be pretty badass, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, I genuinely think we're going to get something different with this next Batman game. Because everybody's already been used to the fighting that we've had. And again, well, actually... So, I the next Batman game is not even done by Rocksteady. So, I wonder what that Gotham Knights game or whatever... they What did they say? Next Batman game? Gotham Knights game. I wonder if they're working on something even different, too. Because Rocksteady and WB Games Montreal are very different. Yeah, they are. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. I wonder if they're working on something different too right now. But we should find out next month. No, yeah. no, sorry, in two, uh, months. two months. Two months. Yeah, yeah.
1: at a Fandom. So. Dude, that thing cannot come quick enough, dude. If you notice, they actually uh, they did another like GIF like advertisement of mm-hmm. the Fandom, and it like the the logo switched to the 1989
0: Batman symbol Ooh, nice yeah yeah I so they might be playing along with the whole Michael Keaton thing I wouldn't be surprised if we get flash news for sure um dropping like oh yeah Jeffrey D Morgan comes out on zoom call (laughs) because nobody's gonna be coming out on stage like it's (laughs) definitely gonna be like hey I'm tuning in um site random tangent uh their HBO Max dropped a panel with uh, David Tennant, Matt Smith, and um, what's her name recently? It's like a 20-minute interview. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, I watched it today. It was awesome. Shit, so, I need to I was do that. Like, oh. uh, it's, it's on HBO Max's YouTube channel. Very right? nice. Because um, Doctor Who posted like a one-minute video from it. I was like, where's the whole video? Uh, but yeah, that was kind of cool. And I, I I assume that's what's going to happen with DC Fandom. Is they're going to have like just everybody kind of like here's Zack Snyder and he's gonna come in and be like hey what's going on guys and then like fucking you know Henry Cavill will show up or Ben Affleck or Gal Gadot or whoever they're gonna do you know she'll probably do her own panel so she probably won't show up on that but you know they'll have somebody show up like that and they'll be like alright guys we wanna go ahead and show you you know one more thing and Snyder Cut fucking trailer drops and then you know maybe the Flash director comes out and he's like oh yeah you know Ezra Miller stopped beating women so here we go here's the trailer or here's the castings or whatever um, it would be hilarious if at the end of Flash, like, he gets pushed down by that woman. Like, hey, you want to come out and just that beat him be up? That would be hilarious. <laughs> come on, and beat him down. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Because that thing got swept under the rug. Like, oh, yeah. Like, nobody know.
1: was talking about it, like, yeah. two days after.
0: Yeah. I don't think we mentioned it on this podcast, but Amber Heard's legal team left her. So, maybe a new mirror? <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there um but you know that's that's very interesting too so the dceu is up in the fucking air more than i've ever thought it could be
1: yes yeah, so the the phrase that i have heard uh that is is being really chopped to the bloggers and everybody else is that uh what was the phrase that that was said is everything's uh, on the table yeah everything is on the table like yeah anything could happen and it's exciting like regardless of what happens it's exciting just because i haven't been this excited for dc movie content or just dc news in years yeah
0: yeah it would be very smart for them to branch out for using hbo max for superhero stuff just like they do game of thrones just like they do all those kind of things uh you have a huge franchise there and like we said we mentioned it so many times on this podcast or like build that shit out like there's so much um yeah. granted I hope they just don't like I don't want 5 new Batman movies on HBO Max, you know what I mean? Like I would love for them to do something along the lines of like even if they want to make it a series like you know something with a uh, gas lamp, you know, Batman gas uh is it a I'm saying that right? Not gas lamp um fucking Gotham by gaslight. Um I would love a series like that or a movie like that, but I don't want like five batman movies i don't want them to do you know black label where everything's harley quinn and everything's joker you know what i mean i really hope they use this for an opportunity to bring in new characters give me a blue beetle series give me something else give me something that's not all just batman as much as i love batman i'd like to take a break from it too yeah for sure um but yeah so that is all the news for you ladies and gentlemen it's a lot of stuff um but i think out of all of this yeah, the Suicide Squad game is probably the thing I'm most excited about. Because that seems pretty fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, like, for... You know, we we got this, you know, the, the PlayStation 5 reveal. You know, and we got a lot of games that we're very much interested in. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we have literally been talking about since the beginning of this freaking podcast... Yeah. Was a Batman-related game. And to know that there's possibly going to be one... Hopefully, within a year of launch for the PS5, we might get, you know, a first look or even a release, you know, in 2021. So, going to be very, very fun to see how that all, you know, comes out.
0: Yeah, for the first time in years, it seems like the DCEU or DC in general is very chaotic, but in a good way. Yeah. Uh, cause the last few years have been like Ben Affleck's leaving. Zack Snyder has been fired. Fucking when is wonder woman ever going to come out again? Of COVID, <laughs> Like we it's been flash has been pushed back five years. Like it's, it's been insane, but now it seems like, you know, Hamada came in, he started, you know, getting some fucking, you know, we had, you know, $2 billion movies back to back or very close to each other. Anyways, uh, not back to back, but very close to each other. Everything's been profitable if I'm not mistaken, since, uh, Justice League, and, uh, for, according to budgets and stuff, and, you know, AT&T bought WB, and they're just like, here's all the money, um, so, it's exciting, we got HBO Max, we'll be, hopefully we'll be hearing about the Green Lantern stuff at HBO Max, we'll be hearing about Justice League Dark, maybe that'll have some Batman characters in it, um, yeah, it's gonna be very exciting to be a DC fan right now, um, and you know, just to bring it up one more time, that podcast tonight that I listened to was, uh, they talked about, you know, the crazy move from diamond with things. And DC said, I mean, Tom King said that, you know what, Jim Lee knows what he's doing and he'll trust Jim Lee with whatever he's going to do because he's, you know, he has the most sales on a comic book ever. He's known for one of the best Batman comic books of all time. they do just knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah. And I think Jim Lee is definitely taking his role as a sole publisher and, you know, whatever his other role is in DC altogether. Um, He is taking it very seriously. He is putting his hands in everything DC related. And it seems that he genuinely has a plan that is turning out to be, you know, like we said, a little chaotic because we don't know the big picture but i feel like it's gonna be for you know for good you know yeah
0: yeah and like i said it's exciting um i'm hoping that uh since i am a dc ambassador i'm gonna be able to see some of this shit (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean send it my way dc like i'll promote the fuck out of this shit so We'll see. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be it for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So, Clay, uh, let us know what's going on in your podcast this week, man.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to have, of course, three shows, like always. Uh, it's going to be DC and Marvel stuff. Uh, and then on Saturdays, I do the Shonen Jump Saturday show. Uh, you can also find me at the Comic Book Legion podcast with Mark. Uh, we will probably re record that on Friday. You should be getting it by the weekend. So around the time this episode drops, you'll ha- also have... Uh, that as well. Um, you can find me. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I did do a uh, uh, Snyder verse type conversation on my podcast as well, and I also guest starred on the DC Film Squadcast uh, podcast. You can find also anywhere you listen to podcast. Noise,
0: noise, noise. Of course. I can always be found at twitch.tv slash juice from the box. We'll be streaming about three to four times a week. We will be streaming this week. Just go hit that follow button turn on notifications so you get notified uh, to check us out there because we're currently playing Last of Us. We played some Star Wars Battlefront. We just It's a variety of things, but if you want to see me get jump scared in Last of Us and probably cry at the story, definitely come check that out. Um, also, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Juice Reacts, uh, always posting five videos a week there. And, of course, back from the Box, we do drop some stuff from the podcast there, but we will have videos being posted eventually on that channel again when I get up and going. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome. See you guys next time. Peace. Dunzo.